0: Hi I'm Adam. I'm Rob. And welcome to the Stream Bucket podcast. Episode 11. Episode 11.
1: Yeah so what were you talking about in this one?
0: Well we discussed possibly the best film ever made. Children of Men. Yes love it. A film that's so
1: criminally underspoken of.
0: Yes indeed it's 2006 it came out and it's more relevant now than ever before.
1: Yeah ridiculously so. Yeah,
0: really, really good, but full of hope, and yet a world of quite miserable stuff.
1: Yeah, which still finds a way to pinpoint very good humour.
0: Yes, every <laughs> real good solid wit. Hmm. Dry British wit. Yes. Makes you proud to be British.
1: We talk about the Oscar nominations, Yep. S- some of which we think are deserved, some of which we think are not.
0: Yes, yeah, so, uh, are we outing ourselves in this one? What do you mean? Oh, uh, you know, the ones we don't like. The one we don't like.
1: Yes, the one we don't like.
0: Uh, people are going to look down on us from now on.
1: Well, screw it.
0: All right. We've
1: <laughs> we got a job and this is what we got to do. you got
0: to be honest. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. And we talk about Pikachu's fart. Yes, we do. So, look forward to that one, guys.
0: <laughs> and we also talk a little bit more about filmmaking... And the pre-production process that we are currently in.
1: Yeah, madness.
0: Yeah. So, yep. Yeah, all that to look forward to.
1: Let's get into it.
2: Yes. Hoist the curtain. Dim
1: the lights. Roll out the red carpet. And welcome your hosts, Adam and Rob. Scream Bucket. Hi, I'm Adam. And I'm Rob.
0: And welcome to Scream Bucket.
1: Stop. Everything's fine with the sound, isn't it? Yes. You sure? Yes. No problems?
0: No problems this time. Okay. Maybe a bit loud.
1: I trust you. (sighs) Uh,
0: Rob's referencing last time, when we made the sound go bad.
1: (laughs) Very technical, mate.
0: Yeah. Oh well. It it wasn't too bad in the end.
1: But anyway...
0: On to pastures new
1: Yes, a new dawn, a new day
0: Absolutely, so we don't have a theme for tonight But we do have lots of things to discuss
1: Yeah, a really good film as well A really, 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 really
0: good film A really, really, really good film So if you're sick of reading the news like I am You're welcome to our safe abode Where we'll be discussing nothing like that Apart from the stuff in the film
1: Yeah, which is (laughs) very, very relevant to what's going on at the moment
0: Not deliberately so No No but yeah, how are you, Rob?
1: I'm good, thank you. Very good. I've been listening to Game of Thrones on audiobook. Have you? Yes. Because I tried to read it. You, are, you haven't watched it still? You still haven't watched Game I still of haven't Thrones. Haven't watched it. No. See, every time you say, "Oh, why haven't you watched this film?" You have a go at me. You, see, you haven't watched, you haven't watched Breaking Bad either, have you? No.
0: But do you know what oh. the difference between a film and all that stuff? What the film is done in two hours. And still it's done then. How still, many hours is Game of Thrones now? 50 million.
1: Yeah, a lot. But nevertheless, you're missing out on classic television. Legendary television. Some of the best television of all time.
0: Yeah, well, it's got to the point now. I might as well wait to the end and watch it in one day.
1: I suppose. If you started now, you still wouldn't have caught up. I don't think you would have. Exactly. Both. Yeah. So I'm By gonna the time wait. the last series comes out.
0: I'm going to wait till the finale comes out and everyone hates it and is disappointed. And I'll go, nah, yeah, I won't watch it then.
1: Oh, disgusting human being! <laughs> anyway, it's much better. I, I I do like reading, but I found the books to actually physically read, a tad heavy. But I think, uh,
0: do you know? I think one of the reasons I haven't watched it, apart from the fact I never I did, I've never had Sky, thereby stripping my entire ability to watch it in the first place. Um, but I tried reading the book and I didn't like it. Mm-hmm. I put it down. So that's mm-hmm. sort all. Of- Flavoured it for me.
1: The narrator does a very good job of it. I can't record his name. Is it Sean Bean? No, that would be <sighs> incredible. But it's like a very an old posh man, which is perfect for all of it, except the sex scenes. <laughs> and there's a lot, isn't there? Carl Jogo took Khaleesi by the hand <gasps> and put his fingers down. Mmm... Oh! <laughs> And so forth. Yes. And you're kind of thinking, oh, this is a bit uncomfortable.
0: It's funny, because I've listened to Flashman on audio, but obviously a similar kind of thing. Flashman is a character who gets up to all sorts of trouble. Um, But the way it's read, the way it's read is like an old man telling you a story. Right. And it sort of makes it more palatable. Okay. Because it's not an old man trying to be saucy. It's an old man going, oh, and then, and then, I (laughs) went around. And it's much better. It's nice. Yeah, well, I do love audiobooks. I've been listening to Philomena Kunk.
1: Oh, really? Kunk She's got an audiobook. Yeah. Oh, and she has to read it. Yeah, yeah. She has to read it. It's beautiful. Really
0: but I bought the book for my mum for Christmas, and I got the audio book. And I, I imagine, I, I, can't, I don't know, but the audiobook must be better, surely, because you're hearing
1: her voice. Yeah, and it's such a good voice. It really is. It's yeah, such a good voice.
0: Diane Morgan, of course, plays a. She's very talented, but yes, yeah, very good good anyway have you anything happening watching anything doing
1: anything i watched a documentary on netflix about fire festival the disastrous Ah, yes disastrous festival so for people who don't know uh some sort of uh tech investor guy uh i can't remember his name because he cares he uh (laughs) (laughs) he tried to make this uh legendary festival where very rich kids can fly to the an island in the bahamas yeah and he got sort of loads of artists like jar and blink 182 to play and then the festival didn't really happen everyone who turned up got stranded it was an absolute disaster um they're promised villas and instead they had to stay in hurricane tents and then mm. all the people who flew over had to stay there for ages and it was all a big sort of it was fraud, basically.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, was it con? Was it a con or was it just bad?
1: They, the promo video they did for it was uh, the they got all these supermodels to come to the Bahamas, mm. put them on boats, had them you know, diving off of boats and like partying on the beach around a fire. And it looked like, oh my God, if you're like a rich kid, you're like, oh my God, it's going to be so yeah. good on my Instagram feed. Yeah, But obviously the opposite happened. They were sh- sort of shepherded around like a sheep. Yes. And then... Um, it, it completely failed and afterwards obviously the guy had to face the repercussions. I think he's in prison now. Oh, is
0: he? Oh, I didn't realise that. Yeah, he is. Ah. But the funniest
1: thing is, is in between going to pris in, in between Fire Festival not happening and going to prison, he tried to make another scam. Whilst he? he'd been watched by everyone. Whilst he was saying that he was living with his parents again and he was sorry. Yeah. They have footage of him like trying to do this other thing where they try and sell people tickets to go to like the biggest events on earth. But he doesn't have the tickets for him. Right. So it's a big scam again. Uh, <laughs> so he's a maniac. Yeah. Uh, um, What's the documentary called? Fire. It's and, it's, like, and it's on Netflix. It's spelled... F-I-R-E. Right, yeah, yeah. It's very good it's also very it's just, sad. The
0: festival's F-E-I-R thing, isn't it?
1: I think it's F-Y-R-E. Oh, right, yeah, that's what it's called. Yeah, Cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Cool. And what very about good. you? What have you been watching? I've been watching Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yes. I love it so much. It the is. music's been stuck in my head.
1: I'm due a second run of that, actually. Yeah.
0: I'd buy a watch the new series.
1: No, revive. It,
0: it might be worth just starting from the beginning, working up and just buying it.
1: I, I would have to buy it physically, because I'd feel very uncomfortable with paying £2.50 an episode on Amazon Prime or whatever yeah, it is. Yeah, that's mad. Something doesn't sit right with me there.
0: Yeah. It must be out on DVD by now. I love it so much, though. The, the smallest things make me laugh. Oh, yeah. It's really bait. So if you haven't seen it... Larry David plays himself. Larry David is a famous American uh, writer. He, write, he wrote Seinfeld. Um, he did a bit of SNL. A bit of stand-up. But he then made this show called uh, Kirby Enthusiasm. Which started off as a one-hour special. But it's really funny. And they turned it into a full series. It's a sort of mockumentary. pretending to be a m- documentary following his life. And the tagline something like... Making it doesn't mean your life gets any easier. <laughs> because it really doesn't
1: no.
0: um, yeah it's just it's just Larry David navigating the Hollywood Elite
1: it's very subtle and like there's it's full of things where he'll react to something in a way that is not really PC
0: well it's yeah
1: but at the same time it's what it's kind of like how you would react in your head but he'll, he'll just do it
0: yeah it's it's your inner demon coming out isn't it no. but, so it's, a lot of it's quite observational so there's one bit where <laughs> you know, someone buys him a sat nav He spends four minutes trying to open the plastic packaging and gets madder and madder until he just stamps it. And the episode ends, and there's a whole thing, like people carry knives around for that. And at the end, he has to buy a knife to save someone's life. And the knife itself is in plastic. (sighs) Vacuum packed. (laughs) Oh, I love it so much.
1: Bless him, uh, Funkhauser passed away, didn't he? He did, yeah. One of the funniest characters, really, in hindsight, when you look back on... uh... Some of his
0: things. <laughs> just, he, If anything, he was Larry's nemesis. Because he always called him out or found yeah. out what was going on.
1: I love it when he just takes the money out of his sock or whatever. The the it's $50.
0: 50
3: bucks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> take it! Why don't you take it at 50 bucks? <laughs> There's nothing wrong with anything oh,
0: Larry eventually takes it and then can't use it He can't use it in the florist. He's buying, wants to buy flowers for his wife.
3: I they won't uh, take the money. Uh,
0: so he then... He then steals flowers from a roadside memorial and takes it back to the house. And then Funkhauser arrives complaining that someone's stolen the flowers from his mum's memorial.
1: The best thing about and that, then that spots too, it on. But he knows. As soon as he's come, he knows. <laughs> like, there's something like... He just knows it's Larry. Yeah. As soon as he walks in the door.
0: Well, he, uh, Larry tries to usher him out, doesn't he? And he smells the... Yeah. What White that? lilies. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's incredible. And Larry's defence of yours is, you know,
2: they wouldn't take my money. They wouldn't take...
0: Oh, I love it so much. Mm. Um, one thing I'm really looking forward to, though. Trailer just came out. For Happy Season 2. Yes. I'm oh, so excited.
1: Do you know what? It's not talked about enough. I feel like not as many people as... Nearly as many people... Should have seen it as they have. Uh,
0: but the people who have seen it absolutely love it. And I wouldn't say it was a cult hit. It's just brilliant and just people haven't seen it.
1: People just haven't heard of it. Yeah. It's been lost in the big library that is now on Netflix. Yeah, yeah.
0: It? It's, uh, so the first series is set at Christmas, but came out over here on Netflix like April time, which is annoying. But mm. the second series it's coming out in March. is set at Easter. It's perfect. So hopefully we get it at the same time, but who knows. Um, sci-fi channel. Siffy. Siffy? It's, mm. it's so good it's though. It's on
1: Netflix? It's not going to come out on Netflix?
0: Well, I don't know when it's going to come out on Netflix.
1: Oh, it's, oh, okay.
0: So, fingers crossed it comes out at the same time. Because they've done that with shows before. I mean, The Expanse did that. Really? The yeah. first series was delayed, then the second series, because it was popular, came out at the same time. Oh, okay, cool. But Happy, if you haven't seen Happy, watch it, watch it, watch it, watch it. It's on Netflix right now. Do yeah. it.
1: It'll make you feel dirty, but it's a very good, funny action-packed it's so funny Beam. my
0: my brother interestingly because the other thing that's come out is Punisher season 2 oh, like yes? I keep hearing people bang on about I haven't seen the first season
1: it's okay I think
0: apparently the second season really really good and my brother pointed out Punisher is the same as Happy but Happy's funny so if you like the Punisher give it a go it's also a, uh, it's also very similar to the Preacher
1: right? yeah there's a vibe
0: but more silly yeah
1: not afraid to explore very, like, risqué themes. Either of them either. Do
0: you yeah. know what? Anyone listening, go on Netflix if you've got it and watch the first minute of Happy and you yeah. will know immediately whether you're going to love it or not.
1: Exactly, yeah. Holodell Media's Screen Bucket with Adam and Rob.
3: You have one message. Message
2: one. Hi, guys. Um... Just a quick message. I uh, understand that North Arts FM is uh, is building some sort of wall, a uh, supporters' wall. See, uh, sponsoring a show can be seen as a bit too expensive, you know. But what what there is now on the North dot com website is a supporters' wall, consisting of one hundred bricks each of which is available to sponsor for a rolling year for just the low price of £50. And you can leave a message on there and maybe a contact number, depending on what you're trying to advertise. I'm going to do one right now. There we go. Just pop my name in.
3: Mhm.
2: Pop my email in. Um, I think that's all. So I can send an image as well to studio at northartsfm.com if I want to. Um, I might do that later, but first, I'm just going to hit submit now, the big orange button, submit that. Lovely, all gone. Um, now I'm just going to donate, uh, £50. Well, uh, you could also order a mug for another £10 if you like. Uh, I've got enough mugs. They're all shaped like cottage cheese. At least they are after <laughs> the last time my wife washed them up. <laughs> That's lovely, I've just got a message saying... Thank you so much for supporting North Arts FM. What a lovely message.
3: Toodles.
2: Oh,
0: mademoiselle, would you like to have a film discussion?
3: Oh, yes,
0: monsieur. I'd love to have an in-depth film discussion with you, like I do on Screen Bucket.
1: And that was Wait by the Kills. Yes. That's good, isn't it? What film was that in? That's
0: in Children of Men.
1: Children of Men. Do you like Children of Men?
0: I love it. So last week I chose Contagion. Yeah. For the flu season. Which I wasn't very happy about. Rob was thoroughly miffed about watch, having to watch that and discuss it. Weren't happy at all. So this week was your pick.
1: Yeah, I had half a mind to choose something that you would hate as much. I
0: expected that. Mm. I expected us to be watching
1: Pokemon, the first movie.
0: Yes, exactly. However, Rob went ahead and picked possibly my favourite film ever.
1: Yes, Children of Men. What a masterpiece. Mm -hmm. What a beautiful, beautiful film.
0: Yes, and more relevant now than ever before, I think.
1: Oh, yeah, massively. I think when I
0: first watched it, it seemed like something that could happen. Oh, no, I hope this doesn't happen kind of thing. Now it is happening, isn't it?
1: Yeah, to a to a slight degree, to a growing degree. I mean, yeah. Hmm.
0: <laughs> um, uh, Children of Men, what it does amazing is it sets this scene, this horrible future scene, uh, really, really well, in, in a way that I love as well. Um, one of my favourite things to, to set, especially a future sci-fi sort of universe, is with the news.
1: Yeah, and what news.
0: Well opening of children of men you hear people talking about the siege of seattle the muslim community demands an end to the army's occupation of mosques and the homeland security bill is ratified after eight years british borders will remain closed deportation of illegal immigrants will continue good morning that's the opening of this film
1: incredible yeah so this it all turns out is the result of Something awful happens that results in a very rapid deterioration of international society. Yes. So people, all of a sudden, cannot have babies anymore.
0: Yeah, 18 years prior to the film, which is set in 2027.
1: The last kid was born.
0: The last kid was born. Because in the film, all the women in the world become infertile. Yeah. In the book, men run out of sperm. Really? Mm. Interesting distinction, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I would have gone with the sperm. I would have stayed with the sperm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I suppose is it easier to manufacture sperm? I
1: don't know, probably. But I don't know. I don't know if that's true, but you know, interesting difference. But anyway, so this it starts off with an assassination as well, doesn't it? The assassination of the youngest person on earth yes. who's a massive celebrity and loved and adored by many yeah. purely because of that fact.
0: So he's 18. And something. They 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 know it the precisely to the minute, how old he is.
1: Yeah, because the, the record passes on to someone else. It He's bells, 18 yeah. years and six months. Or yeah, something.
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he gets assassinated because of a fan. That's how messed up this world is. Yep. A fan who he refused the signature for? Something like that. It's on the news in this cafe where we open the film, where we introduce the Theo, played by Clive Owen.
1: Hmm. So he walks out into the street. Yep. Gets a bit further on. Bang.
0: Bang. A terrorist bomb takes out the cafe.
1: Yeah, followed by a woman, like, staggering out, holding her arm in a Mm. very Saving Private Ryan-esque sort of shot. Yeah.
0: And then, credits. Titles. Children of Men. What a world we're introduced to. Like, straight off the bat.
1: Yeah, so, uh, Theo goes to work afterwards. And he... A sicky, doesn't he? But he says he's uh, too affected by the death of the youngest person, yeah.
0: So it's not that he's just survived a terrorist bombing,
1: it's that it's it, this kid,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Because clearly, no one would care if he said he survived the bombing Oh,
1: another bombing, oh. yeah,
0: Crimea River. What a world, yeah. So he takes a sickie, he goes to meet his mate,
1: Michael Caine, who plays Jasper, who is a but well he's a political cartoonist, was he,
0: yeah, former cartoonist who now lives in a sort of hidden shack in the middle of the woods with his, I wouldn't say comatose, but waking coma wife.
1: Yeah, so he He, grows pot for the Fugees, are his best customers?
0: Yes, so he sells to the local um, immigrant camp. Because everyone, yeah, oh God, it's such, it's a world where all immigrants are seen as illegal, as is people who don't take fertility tests regularly.
1: Mm. And the immigrants are known as fugies, Yes. And they're shepherded around in a very Nazi kind of manner.
0: Yeah, it doesn't hold back the punches on that. It's very, very Nazi Germany.
1: Oh, man. Massively. The way these people
0: are treated. Yeah. Um, but shortly afterwards, what happens? He's kidnapped. He is. He's grabbed off the street,
1: bag on the head, back of a van. Taken to a room full, like plastered with newspapers over the walls. Yep. It turns out... It's his old sort of colleague in crime, Julian, played yeah. by Julianne Moore.
0: That's right. It turns out Clive Owen, I keep saying that, Theo, is mm, not quite the everyman. He's had a pass, hasn't he?
1: Yeah, so he was involved in what we would call a terrorist organisation. Yes. Who are kind of, who are at odds with the UK government and their awful treatment of immigrants. Yes,
0: yeah, so yeah, it's it's not your... ...standard terrorist cell... ...that we would expect today... ...it is in fact people trying to get... ...equal rights for immigrants... ...and try and sort of... ...express their dissatisfaction... ...with the UK government... ...to the point where... ...they admit that they've stopped bombing... ...and the bombs that continue... ...are the government... ...trying to pin it on them... ...and keep people scared... ...which is so... ...2006... ...when this film came out... ...war and terror... ...people terrified... This war that's going to last forever, yeah. Oh man,
1: it hits on a lot of points. Doesn't Absolutely,
0: it? but he's been captured for one specific reason.
1: So he can do a mission for them. Yes, a very, very important mission, which involves a woman who turns out to be pregnant.
0: Ooh. Oh,
1: know. the first pregnant woman in eighteen years. Hmm. And the way it's revealed is extremely biblical, like so much of the film. Oh, yeah. So we're introduced to Key; She is in herself a Fuji. Yep. Um, I don't really know how they got hold of her. <sighs> They've obviously rescued her from some, from somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Um, she reveals herself to Theo as pregnant in this hugely biblical shot where she's almost like the Virgin Mary. And, you know, she's draped in these shawls mm. and she's she's sort of cradling her swollen belly. Yeah. And it's- he says... Jesus Christ!
0: <laughs> the whole film is so biblical, to a point where even at one point Theo loses his shoes and has to wear sandals as he escorts Mary around, essentially.
1: He's almost Joseph, isn't he? Yeah,
0: absolutely. I, the, the themes of this film work on many, many levels, but still keep you really gripped. Fantastic sort of sequences. One of the ones we like, which is kind of a smaller one, He decides to leave the safe house of the terror cell, doesn't he?
1: So he overhears a conversation. He overhears that someone in particular is assassinated. Someone who's working with the cell. And he finds out that it's in fact people from the cell themselves. So there's a betrayal going on. Mm. So they're very worried about the fate of Key and the pregnant child. And he takes it upon himself, Theo. He's like, we've got to get out of here. We've got to go. So they're at this safe house. Sneaks downstairs with Key and... Miriam? Miriam, I think it's Miriam. It's like a midwife, nurse. The trunch trunchbull of Matilda fame. <laughs> he was looking after Key. Yep, and uh, so he's disabling all the cars. Um, and he gets into the car he chooses. It's not a very good car to escape. <laughs> Wheels it out of the farmhouse. He's going down this hill and all of a sudden, they know. And there's a massive crowd running after him. Um, Dreadlock, nasty man. He... Drives alongside the car, he's got his gun in the window, he's pointing it at Theo's head, he's saying, can I shoot him, can I shoot him? clive Owen just in time manages to slam the door into his bike and knock him over. The car still does not start, they're rolling it down. It's so, it's so tense, and so, uh, I want to say so English,
0: in that it's so small. Hmm. This hot, is very small. intensely tense scene of just a man who can't start the car. Yeah,
1: there's no, it's not driving away from explosions and going over ramps. He's going down the hill in a car that can't start. And a beautiful thing that this film often does is it uses long shots. And mm. from what I can remember, that is one just big, it keeps you in the moment. There's yes. no respite, yeah. it makes it very terrifying. So you're just in this car, and it's a horrible moment. And if they catch him, he's gonna, you know, they're gonna kill him.
0: I want to say there's no music either. There isn't. It's just lots of shouting and screaming,
1: which makes it very real. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Well, that's one of the things. Um, Alfonso Cuaron. Is that yeah, how we've agreed Coran? to say his name? Yeah, the director. Um, one of the things he set out to do is to not, not make this film feel like, and it's named in the thing I've read, uh, not make it, not make it feel like Blade Runner. A future world ooh! but to make it feel like we're looking back at a documentary right so yeah. that realism really is part of the whole thing um yeah so i i can't express how much i love it but they go on the run they arrange they work out the key to get to the human project is it called
1: yes yeah, so some like safe haven for people hmm. um where well, we assume it's probably something of a utopia, maybe maybe people are looked after, yeah. So they're not treated like dirt like they are in in the UK, absolutely.
0: And it's some island somewhere, yeah. Uh, basically, they've they seen that there's a pickup possible outside Bexhill,
3: hmm. uh,
0: which they immediately dismiss because it's a it's a it's a ghetto basically run by the UK government. They just stick all the immigrants. Um, and they realise that's the only place they can go. So they decide to sneak in and get themselves arrested. In a in a way that is so Nazi Germany, it's actually quite hard to watch.
1: Oh, passively. And there, there's so much of the story about the world is told through a window. So he'll be in, looking out of a bus window. Oh, yeah. Something awful will be going on. Or he'll be looking out of a train window. There, there he'll be going past... Immigrants who are throwing stones at the train or he'll be on the bus and you will be seeing sort of scenes on a pile of Schindler's List. People like yeah. kneeling on the floor, waiting to be shot. Yeah. You know, people who might have disobeyed an order by a British soldier and are pulled out of the bus by their hair. It's,
0: yeah. This is a film where you need to spend half your time watching the action and the other half watching the background because there's so much going on. All the time. Um, eventually they get into Bexhill and... That's where things really start to kick off.
1: Oh, yes. There's an uprising while they're there. So we see like militias going down the streets, holding dead people aloft, waving their AKs in the air, chanting.
0: Um, Eventually, uh, Theo and Key get separated, and he has to go find her. In possibly my favourite scene of a film ever made.
1: Oh, magnificent. One
0: long shot. Of him trying to get from one place to another to get into this apartment building to save Key or at least get to her, and a lot of work went into that scene, didn't it? it so the scene itself features the British Army arriving in tanks, fighting the militia, explosions, gunshot, people running to and fro. One take, and it took it took fourteen days to prepare that shot with a delay of five hours every time I had to get reshot
2: five hours
0: so the shot was took out uh, took place over two days uh but only one complete take was put into the film unbelievable in fact the, the shot that went in the film there's a blood splat on the lens and alfonso wanted to call cut but was drowned out by the tanks and the gunfire so they just carried on and eventually that was the shot that got put in the film
1: Unbelievable. That's a Hollywood story right there isn't it
0: it really really is mm. and I thought it then carries on all the way into the apartment but I showed it to a cinematographer friend of mine and he pointed out that the lens changed and it f- f- drove me mad it ruined that for me uh, but you know still incredible incredible work
1: and that's only one of many many long takes really really good magnificent and we need to talk about uh, Theo as well as a character. Yes. Such a perfect character for this film. Um, very much like a 1984 protagonist character. You mentioned Brazil earlier, didn't you?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So he's, Theo is a schlub. He's dirty. He's, he's messy. He's got stubble with like, unkempt hair. Smokes. He drinks. He's a complete outsider. He's just looking around at the world with a sneer. You know, he's, he doesn't want to be there. He wants to be somewhere else. He wants to be safe not happening and he just gets dragged around
1: yeah he still he's kind of enjoys life still doesn't he and he's got a sense of humor
0: he does he has a yes there such a dry sense
1: of humor throughout this film and it's mostly just him mm. what's the scene you love so when he's kidnapped at the start of the film mm. um he's been berated by one of the kidnappers mm. Are he, he's saying
0: the kidnapper's saying we're going to watch you. We're going to... Don't go to the police. We're going to keep our eyes on you. Your breath you. stinks. No, it doesn't.
1: Yes, it does. No, it doesn't. <laughs> That's so funny.
0: Yeah, amazing. My favourite line is... You know, I'm not going to spoil what what happens. But my favourite line is... What a day. Yes. <laughs> really made me laugh.
1: There's... Yes. um. <laughs> Jasper Michael Caine's character is also very funny he loves his pull my finger jokes mm. um, he's got a weed that he's growing called Strawberry Cough which yes. he loves talking about and you hear him explain why he calls it Strawberry Cough to Theo mm. and then you hear him explaining it to Miriam later and there's something about hearing him tell the story again that kind of makes it more real
0: yeah 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 and it's just in the background again it's Was while it? Theo is making a drink or something it's, it's just...
1: very yeah because you are talking about the documentary thing earlier it's very Believable. Mm. All of it's very, you know, the dialogue, everything, the way it's written is very yeah. human.
0: Absolutely very human. Yeah, and people's reactions to the scenes happening as well. Like there's a moment where everything switches, and you're like, ah, oh, and then it switches back. Mm. Do you know the scene I mean? He's walking down the stairs, and everyone. Yes. Mm. Oh my god. Oh yeah, my god. Yeah.
1: That yeah. That. I mean, it's just your jaw will be on the floor.
0: Well, that's the thing. By the end, because my mum read the is a fan of the book, so I I decided to watch it with her and my dad. And when the film ended, incidentally, the film ends as the story begins, really. Right. You're taken on a journey and then the real story happens after the film. Um, and my dad said at the end, that was depressing. And both me and my mum, what? It's so full of hope. At the end, it's just, rebirth isn't it yeah that's why again it's has that biblical kind of thing but yeah it's the start of a new chapter yeah shall we say oh,
1: oh yeah absolute masterpiece
0: could genuinely talk about this all night absolutely brilliant film screen bucket on no fat fm people adam's film reviews polar 2019
3: I like it here. It makes me peaceful. Me too. You're not from around here,
2: are you? No, I'm retired.
3: What
2: was your job? I was in the funeral business.
3: Huh.
2: As you know, we manage the investments of our employees. If a former agent dies after retirement, their are $8 million. ...goes back to the company.
3: This is a bad idea.
2: Where the hell is he? Somebody set me up over here. You better pray, you have nothing to do with
3: it.
2: You tried to kill the black guy...
3: ...and kidnap his cute little neighbor.
2: We should pay him so we don't have to look over our shoulder for the rest of our lives. You'll need all of it. Try not to be scared. You make mistakes when you're afraid. Thought you stopped smoking. Figured it wouldn't kill me.
0: Based on a webcomic of the same name, *Polar* is a director Netflix film by Swedish director Jonas Åkerlund. Described as a neo-noir action film, *Polar* introduces us to Duncan Vislar, otherwise known as the Black Kaiser played by Mads Mikkelsen. A legendary hitman, Duncan is mere days away from retirement when his unhinged and demented boss, Mr. Blutt, played by Matt Lucas of all people, decides to double-cross Duncan in order to claim the millions of dollars he'd otherwise have to pay out for Duncan's pension. Hiring a group of mercenaries who are in equal parts incompetent, colourful and utterly, utterly unhinged, Mr. Blutt watches in dismay as every plan he makes is foiled, supervised in the vaguest possible way by Vivian, played by Catherine Winnick. As Duncan tries to settle into a peaceful life, he eventually meets the mild-mannered Camille, played by Vanessa Hutchins, who he just finds himself drawn to. As the mercenaries blunder their way towards Duncan, the battle lines begin to form, but who, at the end of it all, has the strength to see things through to the end? I'll be honest, when I saw the trailer for this film, I thought it was a lame rip-off of the likes of John Wick, or The American, or Wanted, or countless other films, and managed the weakest shrug when asked what I thought of it all. All I could see was Mads Mikkelsen in a Mindhorn costume surrounded by beautiful women.
3: Meh,
0: and you know what? My first impressions weren't that far off the mark. What I failed to appreciate though is that sometimes a mashup of this scale can create something Something so ridiculous that it's actually intensely enjoyable to watch. Polar pulls no punches in its portrayal of violence, action, gore or sex. It takes it to the furthest extreme and then pushes it a bit further. I don't want to sound like I'm underselling it here. Polar goes all the way. I suspect it only ended up on Netflix because otherwise it would end up behind some frosted plastic in your local newsagents. The level of gore and violence is probably a six on the Tarantino scale, and yet, I found it just to be extremely silly. The casting choice of Matt Lucas as Mr Bluff is inspired. Whenever he came on screen, I mentally rubbed my hands together in glee. Absolute comedy from start to finish, whether it's stakeholders lazily rolling their eyes at his family portrait, or his open-mouthed horror causing the cartoonish tower of cheese to fall off his cracker. I mean, honestly. I might watch it again and just skip to his scenes. The Dead Mouse soundtrack is predictably amazing and yeah, I was in two minds about Polar overall but frankly I've just read some properly scathing reviews of it by critics balking at the violence and my rating has gone from a C- to an A-star. If an ultra-violent Saturday morning cartoon makes the film snobs of the world roll their eyes then it's a film I fully support.
2: No.
1: Welcome to Fortnite Shmort night. Adam. Yay! Do you like it when they take like classics and flog them, do them again? No. Just keep making them go on and on and on. Not really. Right. So we'll start with uh, Ghostbusters. Oh yes. So mm. Ghostbusters one. A classic regarded by some as the best comedy of all time. Yeah. Which I don't really no, agree No, I've with. never really written on that. No. no. Uh, Ghostbusters 2 was quite average. It got a lot of hate. Watching it back is not that bad. Well, it's not that bad, but it's not a masterpiece. No. It's not, not anywhere as good as the first one. No. Uh, the all-girl mm. Ghostbusters is very, very bad. Do
0: you know what? I've stopped thinking of it as the girl Ghostbusters. I've started thinking of it as the Paul Feig Ghostbusters, right? And I that kind of explains best way to describe it how it? much I hate it because it was so awfully directed. It's barely directed, No. barely
1: directed. I feel like we could probably have done a better job ourselves just by pointing and saying, uh, and maybe not imp- forcing improv on them. Which that's that's the thing. It's just
0: uh, even he brags about it that he just sort of puts the camera on and lets them talk.
1: Yeah. And no, then, no, 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 no. And then fart jokes happen, which we'll be talking about later, actually.
0: Yeah. They never stuck out to me that much. What really stuck out to me was the... the this, oh, there's no characters in it. But let's not dwell too much on it.
1: No, so uh, we were last week, I believe, uh, given a teaser, which we judging by how it was shot we were meant to be hugely excited by you're going Mm. there's a slow zoom into a shed an abandoned shed there's a wind blowing it's a very spooky looking shed there's a vehicle of some sort with a tarpaulin or something over it yeah it is uncovered and look it's the Ghostbuster Mobile or whatever it's called yeah and are are they do they want us to be like yay yeah I Mm. think so yeah
0: I No, I'm, I'm... I mean,
1: that effect would have happened if the train wreck that was mm. the last one didn't happen. That would have been exciting.
0: I'm glad you say this, because there's people I've spoken to about it who were really excited. I was like,
1: really? Well, they're getting some of the cast back. Isn't it all
0: the cast? Have they not confirmed that it's everyone, obviously? What,
1: well, Bill Murray included? Yeah. he's always been very reluctant, hasn't well, he? Well, he's
0: the reason. He's the one to blame for all of Ghostbusters, really. Because he never wanted to do it. Really? The reason why Ghostbuster 2 is a bit naff is because he's sort of...
1: <sighs> yeah. Shrugging his way through the film. And they wanted
0: to do a third one. He said no. So he's really... He's the villain.
1: Yeah, if only he just... Did the third one in the first place. Yeah, while they're all still alive. So similarly as well, they... Um, I was just looking into some details that have come out about the Breaking Bad movie. Uh, so mm. Bryan Cranston is going to reprise his role as Walter White in it. And... <clears throat> That, I mean, if they pull it off, fair enough, but Breaking Bad is a masterpiece of television. Yeah. It is... I, I I've never been so gripped by anything. I mean, you need to watch it. It's beautiful. I, do you know, I, I did try. It's slow it's sli- off the ground. Yeah. It is slow off the ground, but it is a magnificent f- um, series, and it's got some ama- amazing acting in it. So, and it's a story that's fully told.
0: Yeah. There's no reason, I mean... That's the thing that bothers me most, about stuff like that.
1: A story's been told, it's done. story's been told, yeah.
0: Ending. There's don't been an ending. Don't
1: drag it out again, don't taint it. I mean, uh, obviously they did, uh, they bought out Better Call Saul, which is on Netflix, and that's actually very good. But that's I've heard it's better. It's not better. No? No. Okay. It's definitely not better. I would say that nothing is better than Breaking Bad. Really? No. And, uh they're doing and this I kind of see which is fine is they're doing a prequel to The Sopranos so I assume a young Tony Ooh. Soprano again do you need it no but The Sopranos has been away for a long time I guess that's and right. there's something interesting there with Breaking Bad you really you, you really have to cook something up so to speak <laughs> to get a story yeah yeah so I mean it's this a point where maybe there should be someone who's got a job in Hollywood Whose exclusive role is to walk into studios and go, Nope! Nope! Leave it alone! Mm. Stop! But they won't because they like money.
0: Yes, a, yeah. I mean, CBS could use someone like that. What have they been doing? Star Trek. Ugh. Someone needs to go in that bloody set and tell them to stop.
1: Yes. So, yeah, that's one thing I wanted to talk about is just when to stop. When films. to stop, yes, indeed. <sighs> I guess and as well it doesn't help when things are bad the Jurassic World series hasn't gone down very well with people Mm. are they doing a third one yeah they are Yes, in Uh, pre-production and Star Wars probably a lot of people would argue that that should have been left but people like people want to see more Star Wars I guess don't they well they have pulled back on that a little bit yeah because they were originally going to bring out once
0: I think there would have been another film by now yeah no original plan yeah
1: about R2-D2 or (laughs) something and Ewok
0: Uh, yeah just that one that one over there or you know uh, Jabba's little mate
1: (laughs) he's Uh, worthy of a story isn't he oh yeah absolutely so there's uh, some trailers have come out as well Um, Spider-Man Far From Home yeah now this confused me can you explain this to me so I know what you're going to ask me okay ask me anyway so Spider-Man at the end of Avengers Infinity War Gets dusted. Yes. But in Home... In the far From Home, he's not dusted. So when is it? He's on a Euro trip with the high school. Yes. Is it a prequel? And if it's a sequel, then obviously he's fine. He, yeah. I mean, he's going to be fine because he's Spider-Man. It's... um,
0: Or is it taking place in the other dimension where
1: and if it is another dimension that's not so bad of a fate is it they're not wiped out of existence they're, they're sound just living a normal life but they so he goes off to London doesn't he, he Goes does a Euro trip
0: yeah um, I have to say after Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse I couldn't care less about this guy no he's not my Spider-Man anymore and I and I really loved Homecoming I don't care I want Miles Morales fair. I've been spoiled
1: fair I'm not really too fussy but have you seen the John Wick trailer? I have. Shooting. Guns.
0: Stuff happening. Mm. <sighs> I so, don't get the fuss.
1: I mean, it's very enjoyable. I think the thing with John Wick is Keanu Reeves.
0: Yeah. He's a very lovable man. So, so right. John Wick. I loved the first one because I was surprised by it. Okay. The second one, until the end,
1: I was bored.
0: I don't remember being bored. It was just the same thing. He had one kill move that he did repeatedly.
1: Yeah, that is true. But Uh, it's Keanu Reeves. uh, He's just a man I like to watch. uh, I kind of met him once, you know. Did you? Yeah, Berlin Film Festival, 2009. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I'm in Berlin. Uh, We're looking at actors actresses coming past we're behind this rail and all of a sudden what do you expect Keanu Reeves to do I would expect him to really moodily walk past right right he legged it up to us with his arms stretched and a big happy smile <laughs> on his face like <laughs> ah! oh open. wow oh my god he's so happy and from that day forward I ah, just enjoyed watching him that it's, is nice
0: yeah um yeah yeah <laughs> that said the ending of the second one changed everything so yes. I am looking forward to this Just to see how the world Because it does a very good job Of building the universe around him Yeah Sort of criminal underworld So having well, There's a hotel isn't there
3: Where
1: all the serial killers stay yeah. at, And it's like a safe haven I really I love, love to kill
0: All people. that stuff I really love So having it now switch around
1: mm. That's uh, uh,
2: be good.
1: Be good. Yeah. That's very Larry David of you
2: <laughs> Pretty good Pretty, pretty
1: good so, uh, you mentioned to me earlier that Gillian Anderson is going to be Margaret Thatcher in yes. the next series of The Crown. What? Weird, isn't it? I mean, I don't mean to be offensive, but Gillian Anderson is a very beautiful lady. Yes, <laughs> she is. Margaret Thatcher was not a very beautiful lady. No, she wasn't. She's going to need a lot of makeup. Yeah.
0: it's a. I mean, she's a brilliant and very talented actress.
1: Seems wrong for Margaret Thatcher. Oh, absolutely she's a good actress and she's British and that's that's it you've seen The Crown haven't you yeah
0: Yeah. set in the
1: 50s 60s so they're going to do a jump so oh, okay. uh, Claire Foy is no longer going to be in it and she is instead being played by Olivia Coleman Coleman really, really? He's going to be playing the Queen okay yes so it's jumped obviously to the 70s yeah so all that Thatcher stuff is going on where she's shutting mines down and whatnot. I assume that's going to be the gist of what's going on
0: it was 80s wasn't it Around there, yeah. No, okay.
3: It's
0: interesting. Yeah. Okay. Still a weird person to cast. It's like the news of Anne Hathaway being cast in the Witches remake.
1: Don't care. (laughs) Don't care. (laughs) But you like the witches, don't Don't, you? it's Not news though, is it? Who cares? It's news. Why? Why are they making a (laughs) witches reboot? Well, yes. That is why? a very solid
0: question. But you know, the equally solid question is why would you get Anne Hathaway, another beautiful woman, to play the old witch hag oh, lady? This is
1: funny, isn't it? Because they're going to put a silly nose on her.
0: Do you know who would be good in that role? Who? An old woman. Yes. There's actresses who are old. I've seen them on yes. the telly. Yes. Dame Judy Stench. That's very offensive. (laughs) She doesn't smell that bad. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, What's the name from Harry Potter?
1: There's so many women. Maggie Smith. Maggie Smith. Yeah. Helen Miriam. These are all great. There's many. Hundreds. And yet... Let's choose one of the most gorgeous actresses (laughs) in Hollywood. Let's play someone who played Catwoman relatively recently. Yes. And apart from that, I guess one more thing to mention. Jeff Bridges. The Dude Abides... Uh.
0: Yes, I only found, only saw this earlier tonight.
1: Yeah, so he's gonna. It's very much looking like at this point he's gonna be reprising the role as the dude for a Super Bowl TV advert. <sighs>
0: That's
1: so we're not gonna. me a bit. We're not gonna get a series, man we We're not gonna get a film.
0: That would be just a series, a Netflix series. Oh, that'd be amazing. The dude, 10, 20 years and old. Imagine
1: if they can get John Goodman back. They're still in that well, bowling they alley. Totally but... would.
0: Yeah. Oh, so makes me think back to that speech again oh we've mentioned it before haven't we when John Dobbin got his star
1: oh and then the Jeff Bridges came up with the two the cardigan dude, yeah. Oh. Ah. Yeah. Oh, yeah
0: see there is some nostalgic love in our hearts there is are remakes there is we're not being that hypocritical are we
1: but it has to be if it's like I was talking about Trainspotting 2 last week mm. there was a story to be told and it was adapted a bit from, from yeah. a sequel book porno There's a story to be told. That's true. I don't know if there's a story to be told out of Breaking Bad especially if you know what happens. Mm. Ghostbusters 3 I mean it's you know the ball's
0: in their court. They're just trying to take the taste out of our mouths for 2016 aren't they? Yes. Because they've got Ivan Reitman not Ivan no Jason Reitman his son the original director's son is directing him.
1: Why? Who knows? Uh yeah. yeah, that'll do for Fortnite night. I think. Related to Cohen Brothers, I'd like to introduce a man of constant sorrow, which is in O Brother, where art thou? Very good.
3: You have one
1: message. Message one Hello, Scream Bucket. I just heard the last episode, and little do I know that little Patrick Stewart Sir Patrick shirt is bragging about his stolen my camembert. I told you he stole my camembert, and you just didn't listen. I'm shaking with fury. I'm bestowing it upon you to bring me back my camembert this instant, or I will destroy you and everything that you stand for. That is all. Good day, screen bucket
0: And that was Looking Glass by Brandy, which is on the Black Klansman soundtrack.
1: Ooh, Black Klansman mm. has been a bit 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 successful, hasn't it, with the old awards? Well, it's
0: not done too bad. No, not at all. No. I'm very pleased about it. <laughs> because I liked Black Clansman. I thought it was very good.
1: So it's been nominated for a couple of awards for the Oscars this year. Has it? Yeah. So we were talking about BAFTAs and Golden Globes last time. Oscars, the big one. Black Klansman was very uh, successful for Oscar nominations. Yes. As was the likes of The Favourite, Bohemian Rhapsody, Black Panther. Black
0: Panther. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So Shall we get into that since we've brought it up?
1: Yes. Yeah, so Black Panther among... Uh, with seven others so Black Clansman Bohemian Rhapsody The Favourite Green Book Roma A Star Is Born and Vice was nominated for Best Picture yeah and not only is Black Panther definitely not the best film this year it's not even the best Marvel film this year
0: no Black Panther see we mentioned this last time we said how it seems dodgy if it got best picture nom, because everyone was just kicking up a fuss about it,
3: hmm.
0: and it's been nominated, how many times?
1: Lots, lots.
0: But it's average at best. It's yeah, it's average. Um, that's that was that was the thing I hated about it coming out of the cinema. I was like, uh, that's a shame. That could have been so much better. It really could. The story
1: is. Just your standard superhero story. Yeah, there was an element where they go to like a sort of because his origin was from like a dodgy neighbourhood. Something happens in a flat, doesn't it? With his dad.
0: That's the villain. Oh, oh, yeah. Sorry, yeah, yeah. So the 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 antagonist watches his dad get murdered. Yeah. By.
1: So there's something. The king
0: of Wakanda. Yeah.
1: Which could have been done much better. Well,
0: he's good in it. I would say the antagonist. Is good in it.
1: Who's it? Michael B. Jordan.
0: Michael B. Jordan as Killmonger. Really good. That's he's the best thing in it.
1: Yes. He's uh, a very good actor. He's very, very good in the Rocky spin offs, the Creed films. Oh uh,
0: yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's just a shame that the plot it's just
1: standard. It's hugely predictable as well. Ten
0: years ago would have been exceptional, I you, think. It's uh, just the same formula.
1: You can't kill off the main character at the end of the second act and not absolutely know that he's going to come back at the end. Mm. Yeah. There's, and that's just a minor thing. You can get over that if the film's brilliant, you know, in other ways, but it's just, it's average, isn't it? I would say that costume, did he get nominated for best costume? Yes.
0: Yeah, that, that I completely agree with. The costumes and the, a lot of the design, production design, really good. Yes. It's just the,
1: it's just another average, you know, we can throw it in Van and all the rest really can yeah I just I just don't
0: get it whereas some of the other films on there totally deserve it so obviously we've mentioned Black Klansman brilliant film directed by uh, directed by Spike Lee um, Jordan Peele had involvement I think he was going to direct it and he pushed it over really yeah Jordan he was... Peele's
1: smashing it at the moment he's got another really film is. coming out hasn't
0: he which looks brilliant mm. it I think I'm right in saying he's kind of building a get-out universe. Really? It's all kind of interconnected slightly. Amazing. I'm not sure if that's true or not, but there's definitely you know overlap. Um, now, the other thing, again, something we mentioned last time, I really hate it when films get nominated and they're not actually out yet. And this might just be just because we don't live in America, maybe. Like, Vice has just come out. Hmm. And it's nominated for Best Picture and a few others as well. That, that bothers me. That annoys me.
1: Yeah, because you kind of want to have watched it. You kind of want to mm. root for your favourite movie. Yeah. So to have something that's, you know, you're not really going to get an opportunity to see.
0: Uh, Green Book as well, it's only just come out. Roma, we mentioned again, and Alfonso Cuaron. Thanks ah, again. again yeah. the and director of Children of Men. From the trailer we watched, it's beautifully yeah, shot again. I just need to find time to watch
1: it. Talented man. Yeah. Netflix? It is Netflix, yeah. So that's it. You know, it's not something I ever expected to see. Is just something going straight to Netflix and turning up on the Oscars. Yes, that is this the first year that's happened. I feel like it's happened with something before.
0: Oh, it's Cloverfield. Cloverfield Paradox, wasn't it?
1: Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, that was one eleven awards, didn't it?
0: What a film!
1: God, that's the masterpiece. You forget Children of Men.
0: <laughs> uh, best actor. Uh, I think these everyone sort of was aware of. Christian Bale's puts makeup. Put some makeup on, hasn't he?
1: Yeah, Bradley Cooper did everything on a film, yeah. and it is Bradley Cooper. William Dafoe at Eternity's Gate. I haven't seen Eternity's Gate. I don't even know what it is. I feel a bit bad for not knowing it. Remy Malek, is it again for Bohemian Rhapsody? Yeah, absolutely.
0: He was, he was very, very good. And Viggo Mortensen for Green Book, so yes. Aragon for Green Book. Aragon. Aragon. Hmm. Best Supporting
1: Actress
0: It's funny they still say actress What would they, what you to
1: say Best Supporting Male Actor Best Supporting Female Actor Female Actor, actor yeah. Mm.
0: yeah Amy Adams I want her to win I Just because you, her to fancy, win. Her. you, know, you just fancy her No just fancy her She's good She's good She's a good actress mm. um, Although I'm hearing Amazing things about
1: Rachel Vice. In The Favourite mm. yeah. That film has just been like, I, I actually do want to see it Yeah it's out of the cinema now Is it? So that no. already, th- that was fast.
3: Completely
0: I missed. I I
1: first heard about it like two and a half weeks ago, it's
0: gone. Um, yeah, and Adam Driver, best supporting Black Klansman. He is
1: exceptional in that. Sam Rockwell getting a yeah. second nomination in a row for best supporting actor for Vice. Sam
0: Rockwell should win every award. Oh, just He's incredible. Probably my favorite current actor. Now, animated.
1: Well, I know what you're going to want to win, Spider Man. Yes, absolutely, Spider Man. I'll tell you who I don't want to win. What's that? Incredibles 2. Yeah. Very average. Very average. Very disappointing because I really liked the first one.
0: But it's because there's nothing else. Animation is a weird slot because there's not often that many things that go in it.
1: No. Um. But Isle of Dogs is on here. But hang on a minute. Last year, the Boss Baby won something, didn't it? Didn't we ask? Didn't it? Apparently that was it. And it won over Kubo and the Two Strings. Yeah. Or some form of masterpiece. There's something like that, Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's stupid. It's a stupid. I don't know how it's voted for. Something rubbish will be the winner.
0: (laughs) Well, I Love Dogs. Really, really, really well made thing. uh, Wes Anderson. Anderson. I always say Wes Craven. Mm. Yeah, Wes Anderson film. The most Wes Anderson a Wes Anderson film could be.
1: What, even more than Grand Budapest? Yes. My goodness. It's really, really good. It's
0: pretty savage. Unexpectedly savage, it's something it like a dog version of Watership Down. There's a moment like it, yeah. Uh but it's been nominated for Best Original Score and Best Animated. It needs to win one of them because it is really good, but it's not as good as Spider-Man. Okay. Nothing as good as Spider-Man. Okay. Um Yeah, so yeah, Ostias, We shall have I'm sure we'll have some sort of response yes. to things. We've only covered the big ones. Sound editing. That's going to be interesting because A Quiet Place has been nominated for that.
1: Ooh, that's worthy, surely. Isn't? That is worthy. Mm. Mm. But they did some very good sound editing in Bohemian Rhapsody, I can attest to that. But it's a film about queens, so they've always... Yeah, it's almost cheating, is
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Best production design, Tritley. uh First Man. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't know, Black Panthers in there as well. And that is good. They do have good sets. They do. Anyway.
1: Let's that's us chat. Yeah, that's done. I'm just a sweet
0: screen bucket. So, Rob. Yes? Something we missed in the fortnightly roundup.
1: Yeah?
0: I thought it was quite interesting. What? Chris Pratt. Yes? Off of the Parts and Wreck. You know, the chubby one. Oh, yeah, him. The funny chubby one. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah.
1: I don't think he was in anything else, was he? Mm. One or two films.
3: Yeah. A
0: couple of things, but he's uh hes recently engaged. He proposed to someone.
1: Who did he propose to?
0: He's proposed and succeeded at putting a ring on Catherine Schwarzenegger.
1: Schwarzenegger—that's the surname of Arnold Schwarzenegger. I think they're related, from the Terminator films. And hang on a minute, Adam. This is sounding a bit like a woman's magazine. <laughs> Well, Why are we talking
0: about this? Because I had in my head the vision of not only meeting Arnie for the first time, but possibly asking permission. That must be the most intensely terrifying thing anyone on this planet could do.
1: What are your intentions with my daughter? Exactly. Exactly.
3: Hmm.
0: Yeah. Madness.
1: Can Can you imagine if
0: something goes wrong? He'd be terminated. I... He? <laughs> you would I'm, immediately... I am
1: terminating your engagement. <laughs> yeah,
0: she'll be back. She'll be back living at home.
1: Yeah, with me under my gaze. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Weird one, isn't it? So he was married to Anna Farris. Anna Farris.
0: Who together they're perfect, aren't they?
1: Well, we don't A bit know. Bit silly
0: and fun. And then he got famous and big and popular, and he and... ditched her. And... Yeah,
1: just yeah, Hollywood people—they move very fast, don't they?
0: Yeah, they do. Well, I suppose in Hollywood you have to move fast. Get Otherwise... married,
1: get divorced, get married, get divorced, get mm. married, get divorced. Yeah,
0: you can afford it, I guess.
1: Yeah, they're like actors. Uh,
0: yeah, well, I just thought that was an interesting little thing.
1: It really wasn't. That was a complete <laughs> waste of time. But, well, you d- do something better. Um, did you hear that? Uh, B&M sells ham and cheese paste. <laughs> I did. Because you bought it round. I
0: did. I bought you a present.
1: I'm not going to touch it. I'm
0: like a cat bringing in your corpse.
1: So me and Adam have started going to B&M and they've got this aisle which seems to be exclusively made of food left over from rations from World War II. <laughs> yes. Beef paste. Beef paste. Ooh, beef paste. beef paste. Beef paste, beef paste, beef paste. That's the one. Lots of pastes and canned meats... And very strange things. I'm
0: so on board. I love it.
1: Should we have some sort of posh cheese and (laughs) wine night, where instead of cheese and wine, we'll have a paste night? Yeah, and
0: homemade ale from the bathtub. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Delicious. Mm, I can taste it now.
1: Let's genuinely do it. Let's buy a (laughs) loaf of bread and buy five different pastes and have a paste A paste-off. Okay, because you're listening to our podcast and we like you, we're going to treat you to a paste-eating session <laughs> we'll on the do, next... We'll do it eventually, on we'll, the next show. On the next show, let's do a show-and-tell paste session.
0: That'll just be us going,
3: mmm. Mm.
1: <laughs> or, oh my god, oh my god, this
0: is maybe, disgusting. maybe we'll try and do a video as well. Yeah, that might be fun.
1: God. <laughs> lucky, lucky Oh, fans. yes. Lucky, lucky, lucky us. Yeah. Lucky,
0: lucky tum-tums. Oh. <laughs> Alright, anyway, let's get back to the show.
1: Hola amigos. Let's <laughs> yeah. Bueno Bueno Flying Gorilla. And yes, Happy Together by the Turtles, a song that's featured in the trailer for Pokemon Detective Pikachu. Ah, Now, I've only seen the first trailer, and I'm so excited about this film. So was I. I've been playing Pokemon since I was 10, man, Mm. and I've been waiting for a live-action Pokemon film since then. Yeah, yeah. And I still am hugely excited about it, don't get me wrong, but something happened in the new little teaser that I was a little bit peeved about. Oh, dear. Okay, so... There's new footage. There's okay. only a little bit of new footage, but there's some new footage. Okay. Did they choose a horde of rampaging Gyarados about to attack a ferry? No. <laughs> Did they choose a majestic dragonite flying through the air? This is
0: the most animated I've seen, Rob, in about six weeks.
1: No, they didn't. <laughs> Did they show the legendary trio Zapdos, Articuno and Moltres fighting in an air duel of death? No, they showed Pikachu farting and then blaming it on the coffee. This, there's something wrong with the comedy in yeah. some of these films, man. Is it? It's bad because you know, I thought because there's been some seriously bad humour, which has kind of ruined a lot of films, like, especially like Transformers. Then, oh,
0: don't even get me started so, on Transformers. You
1: know, remember in the second one where Devastator has a scrotum, <sighs> which is two swinging wrecking balls.
0: He's also got extremely racist characters of Autobots.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, Awful.
0: That whole film is a car crash.
1: So with, when I saw the first trailer for Pokemon, I thought there was something very beautiful about all of it. The characters, the story, and the way they were talking. And then all of a sudden, mm. now I'm kind of worried that if they've put a fart joke in, what else is going to be in there?
0: Uh, it's weird that they put that in a trailer, because that implies that it's drawing attention to it. Which means it's probably not going to be in the main film. I hope not. I hope it's cut. Are they trying to appeal to younger audience?
1: No, but no, I, I don't... I wouldn't laugh if I was no. nine and a Pikachu fired. Mm. I don't think. Maybe I would have done. Are you going to edit the, lots of fart sounds into this? <laughs> but the reaction...
0: What's the reaction like? Is it just you? Are the people um, love yeah, so, it?
1: no, people, people on the internet have been going... Did, Did someone just put a fart joke into the new teaser for Detective Pikachu? People were annoyed about it. They
0: are annoyed. Some people were
1: shocked. And then some people were trying to be neutral and positive. Saying, well, well, you know, maybe that's just... going." (laughs) So Pikachu sat on the main character's shoulder. Mm. He farts. And he blames it. I guess I had too much coffee earlier. It's like, oh, man. What?
0: Mm. Mm. Because people were already on the fence because they were furry. Yeah, but I like which that. Are, are, yeah, no, me too. I really like that. I Gosh, like the. I, I didn't understand know. that. So it's are they just trying to get rid of as many people as possible? I don't know. <laughs> just, I don't, just Don't,
1: don't do watch it. this film. So yeah, what do you? I mean, what do you think? That's a conscious decision. Do you think toilet humour is something that maybe they think does get bums on <laughs> seats in the long run?
0: I don't know specifically toilet humour, but there's this. I think Marvel to blame. There's this growing thing that humour should be in every film. Yes. Which, generally speaking, I don't mind. But I know some people get very annoyed if their dark and gritty film has humour in it.
1: Well, it takes you out of the situation, doesn't it? You kind of forget, your senses forget what you're supposed to be thinking. Temporarily. Children of Men didn't do
0: that. No, I guess you're right. Children of Men made you laugh and then get more invested in it. It's it's probably the type of humour.
1: It is the type of humour.
0: People, people people, were particularly annoyed about Star Wars, Last Jedi, the humour in that.
1: Mm, yeah, well, that didn't really hit me well. You enjoyed it more than the first one, didn't you?
0: Yeah, much, much more. There's humour in The Force Awakens as well. Mm. Force Awakens even had some weird humour related to the Black character. He starts talking all hip, doesn't he, at some point. You know, what? Where's that come from? Do you yeah. remember that bit? Nah, it bothered me. Really bothered me. The second one's just stuff like the blue milk, which I thought was great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because it's weird. Exactly. Uh, Yoda laughing, giggling away as the
1: thing burns down. Yeah, great. Fine. But don't shove an anal sound Well, yes, I mean, that's,
0: that might be pushing it a bit, yeah. Um, that, in fact, Phantom Menace did that, didn't it?
1: Oh, George, I'm being stepped on a turd, isn't it? Ah, Pudder! Pudder!
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's it's finding the right balance, isn't it? What else is there any other films that did that?
1: Transformers constantly.
0: Yes. Well, yeah.
1: Ghostbusters, what we talked about, they did a lot of that, the new the new rubbish one. Uh a lot of the Marvel films. But sometimes they get it right. I like the there's little lines they do which I quite like. When like Captain America in the first one they they reference something and he's like, I understood that reference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. kind of thing is funny. But well, that's
0: Joss Whedon. Yeah. just Whedon's the master of that sort of uh, character building Character
1: building wittiness. wittiness, exactly that. It's to do with the character it's coming from. And but, did you see the Justice League film? No. See, I
0: really enjoyed that. I've always been, I don't know, maybe I've always given a soft touch to DC films, but I've always sort of found the thing to like in them. Right. Or tried anyway. Let's I never about, have. Let's not talk about Suicide Squad. Uh, but Justice League was taken over halfway through by Joss Whedon. Right. And the humour actually really works. Okay. Because it's it loses the... Cause the trouble with a lot of the DC films was Zack Snyder in charge, they were deliberately trying to be dark. They weren't just dark. Mm. They were like, Oh, warm, 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 Do you bleed? This sort of drops that a little bit.
1: And just has just people just characters just talking and suddenly it feels better. Interestingly, there is a counter to this argument in that sometimes fart sounds majorly improve a film. Um a few weeks ago I went down to visit my friend for his birthday and we stayed in a cabin in the woods and we didn't get murdered. Yeah, yeah, well done. Clash of the Titans was on the T V, which is not a very good film. The new one. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. It's... But I had had a few beers and decided to take it by myself to look up a fart soundboard on my phone and like try to the best of my ability to add farts in at pauses in fight scenes. Right. It's not very funny, but (laughs) we enjoyed it very much and it heavily improved the film. If you just pepper it with farts. (laughs) And maybe... So I'm a bit hypocritical. you absolutely, you've gone completely round the other way. <laughs> no, but if you, you can't just, you have to go the whole way. Is it,
0: ah, no, is that because you're teasing the film? The film's not throwing it at you?
1: Yeah, if you're gonna, if you're gonna ruin, no, you can ruin a film with fart, make it the fart. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. But no, yeah, okay, oh god. So next time, listeners, you're watching Clash of the Titans, get a fart soundboard and maybe <laughs> pepper them in. And see if it improves it for you. All right. I'm sorry for recommending it. (laughs)
0: Please don't judge me. What a weird segment. (laughs) (laughs) Adams Film Reviews, Vice
2: 2018. What do you say? I want you to be my VP. I want you. You're my vice. Well, George, uh, (laughs)
3: I'm the CEO
2: of a large company.
3: I have been Secretary of Defense, and I have been White House Chief of Staff. The Vice-Presidency is a mostly symbolic job. Uh However, if we came to a uh, different understanding, I can handle the more mundane jobs, overseeing bureaucracy, military, energy, and um, foreign policy. Yeah, right. I like that.
0: Written and directed by Big Short and Saturday Night Live writer-director Adam McKay, Vice is a highly stylized biographic dramedy following former U.S. Vice President Dick Cheney. By Christian Bale, on his rise to power in the White House during the presidency of George W. Bush, played by Sam Rockwell. The story itself follows Dick Cheney from 1963, where, as a young, drunk college dropout, he was forced to buck up his ideas by his girlfriend Lynn, played by Amy Adams, or else lose her. We then witness Cheney entering politics at the bottom rung during the Nixon administration, learning from economic advisor Donald Rumsfeld, played by Steve Carell. As he begins to raise a family, Cheney is pushed on to be White House Chief of Staff, then representative of Wyoming, and later on, the Vice President himself, always supported, encouraged, and pushed by his wife Lynn. But this isn't a rags-to-riches story. If anything, Vice is more of a heist movie. Early in his political days, Cheney begins to piece together clues to increase his standing, while conversing with legal representatives to dig away at the Constitution. His goal to take over the White House. On the morning of September 11th 2001, things really begin to skyrocket, with Cheney and his close partners leading their very own cabinet with one thing in mind, their own agenda. As damningly portrayed, this is particularly obvious around the invasion of Iraq and the unnamed oil companies who wanted a slice of that particular pie. With a collage of VT clips, breakaway scenes, quotes and references, McKay's interpretation of Cheney's rise to glory has the feeling of a unhinged documentary. References to tricky conversations being like cups and saucers stacked on top of each other, and then witnessing them topple down when things begin to spiral out of control. It's just one visual example from the film. Where this succeeds is to tell an otherwise very in-depth and complicated story in short bursts of information in a style very familiar to anyone who's watched a documentary by adam curtis black humor doesn't get much blacker so much so by the end of the film the tone truly plummets through the floor as the film catches up with recent history and i left the cinema wondering just how much we really owe to one man his wife and their bottomless ambition of course you have to take the truth with a pinch of salt. It is one man's interpretation, of course, but even so... So
3: we're going to do this thing or what? is this happening? I believe we can make this work. Hot <laughs>
0: <laughs> So, we are in pre-production of our film.
1: We're right in the thick of it now, aren't we?
0: Yeah. We're uh, we're in the last sort of drive before we actually start production. So we're still in pre-production. Script is done.
1: Yep, we're gathering props and effects and costumes, well, starting to.
0: Yep, absolutely. Um and meanwhile, I'm in the thick of developing a storyboard.
1: Now, from what I remember from doing storyboards at college, mm. I thought they were going to be really fun, and then very quickly it became very dull.
0: Yes. Storyboarding, it's quite... People have different theories about storyboarding. Um, some people just storyboard like complicated stuff.
1: Yeah, they go in, don't they?
0: They just, do, they, well, they just do like, you know, this fight scene needs storyboarding. So they just do that. Everything oh, okay. else All they right, just so do. Um, other people will storyboard everything in a, in a way to just adapt the script to the middle man between the script and the, the film. I'm kind of on that camp. I'm on the camp that wants to do all of it because then you know, don't you? Then it's done. You're Which not is... going to miss anything. Exactly. I'm I. I'm from the Hitchcock school of storyboarding. I'd say because Alfred Hitchcock, famous Alfred Hitchcock, started his film career as a storyboard artist. Did he really? Yeah. So when he came to be a director, he heavily leaned on storyboards. In fact. There's some quote about him directing is done at the storyboard stage. The actual filming bit, he doesn't really have to do anything.
1: Well, yeah, I can see. I mean, H- Hitchcock's shots are all very precise and still, and you know, you can see, I can envision so easily the sets and how meticulous everything's positioning is. So, yeah,
0: and he's storyboarded to the tiniest detail. I've got some of them here. Just have a quick look at them. Oh, wow. So detailed. This is from birds. It's just like even down to character's hair. You know, really, really precise. Amazing. Look at that. Some of these shots are beautiful. Story, the shower scene from Psycho. Every single shot is drawn out.
1: Oh, 80 odd of them or whatever it was.
0: Now, I might, what I've been doing is not as detailed as that, but I have been developing a storyboard for um, our short film. And, oh my God, you don't realise how many shots you want to do until you start doing that, which is why it's important to do, I guess. Hmm. So it's a 16-page script. I think mean, it's 18 now. I'm on page 40 of the storyboards.
1: And you still reckon you've got about another 20? Yeah. Oh, do. I like what you're doing with the facial movements. So you, you draw like a sort of tent shape over the face to mm. navigate where the person's head is looking.
0: I don't have that much faith in my drawing ability, unlike these Hitchcock things. So I, I've started like developing little ways to show where people are looking. It works. So the point is their nose, essentially, and a little triangle around their head to see if they're looking up or looking down.
1: Yeah, it works. Well, yeah, I would have done stick men, to be fair, so...
0: I think well. The thing is, we're doing a cartoon, really, yeah. so it's really important to get facial expressions and how we can see them and stuff.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Because we, as a, as we're doing a short film, you have to cram a lot of character into a very short amount of time. So yeah,
0: and we've you know we've learned our learned from Evil Dead and Bruce Campbell is our sort
1: of animated animated source. man. Yes, yeah.
0: so, lots of big faces Aah! and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, so that's where we're at right now. And the reason it's important. Because we're doing it on a pretty tight budget. We need to very precisely know... We need to precisely know what shots are needed. Because we need to get the actors' stuff done. So we can pay the actors. So we can spend the rest of the year making all the special effects, but we don't need the actors.
1: Well, this was the most exciting part for me of our little production meeting. We went to a pub in Hitchin, the Cooper's Arms, on Tuesday, and we had a big production meeting where we were writing notes and... You know' sort of discussing what we still needed to do what we still needed to buy, and then you kind of pause us for a second and say, "Guys, this is it. this is filmmaking mm. and it was when we were right in the middle of trying to work out when we should have which actors and actresses down so we wouldn't end up spending a fortune yeah yeah,
0: yeah filmmaking isn't really the creative bit it's still the, all the no, it's all the producing the stress behind the scenes of trying to make it so we can get actors on set and not. You know, waste their time, waste our time.
1: And this experience, I think, maybe it's not because I'm no longer a moron. Well, I am a moron. But I'm learning more from this, I think, than I ever did in college or uni. Yeah. So that's a point. I've,
0: I've thought this as well.
1: So when you're, if you're considering, you know, going to get your higher education, by all means, don't let us put you off, but just think to yourself... No, no,
0: let, let us put you off. <laughs> don't, don't do it. It's a waste of time. Yes. I mean, it's not... It's not a waste of time if you want to meet people no. and, and learn to cook and stuff, Yeah, but it's a waste of time.
1: If you want to become a filmmaker, go and make a film. If you
0: want to do anything creative, do it. I've said this so many times. Write, write, film, art, dance. Well, you probably didn't need training to dance. That's a lie. <laughs> <laughs> but all the other ones, just do it. Yeah, it's crack Especially on. Especially a film. You can make a film with your mates. But it's when you start applying... The rules, because as well, when you look at these things, especially college and uni, I definitely had this feeling. It was just loads of stuff, and I thought, we don't need all that. No. Just go have a camera and do it. No, no. When you actually have money involved,
1: you, you start
0: it. to see all of the points start making sense.
1: It all connects, doesn't it?
0: You do the script. You do the storyboard from the script. You do the call. You do the shot list from the storyboard. You do the tool sheet and the scheduling from the shot list. And yeah. already that's half of the paperwork, you know, hmm. for pre production.
1: Ugh. It just does itself.
0: <laughs> no, it
1: doesn't. We do it. <laughs> we do every, every
0: single thing. Yes. Uh, uh, but yes, we're um, in the thick of it. When are we going to announce what it is? Uh... We should do it at some point. We'll ju- just wait till we've done it.
1: Yeah. Let's wait. Well, let's wait until it's... Post. Let's wait till we're in post.
0: Uh, all right. That's going to be ages. We'll keep you up to date, though. Yeah. We, we do need to start doing behind-the-scenes videos and stuff. Yeah. yeah. We, I mean, we've been videoing, but we need to keep on top of it.
1: Yeah. Send some stuff out.
0: Oh, um, incidentally, anyone who follows Screen Bucket Twitter, Screen your Bucket, or Holiday Media... Um, You would have seen that we've announced the cast. If you haven't seen it, do check it out. Head to our Twitter, we would have retweeted it.
1: And if you want to get any sort of awareness about what the film's going to entail, then read their comments and it might give you a few clues.
0: There's some teasers there. Little teasers. Yes, indeed. Great. Well, do you know what the other thing we need to do? I think we've discussed it before. We need to do our film night.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, the Evil Dead 2 night.
0: Evil Dead, Gremlins, all that stuff. And we'll. Maybe that should be. Not the next show, but the show after.
1: Yeah? Just make the
0: whole thing about influences. Yeah. Because that'll be. That'll be as we start filming.
1: Yeah. Hmm. I'm on that, definitely.
0: Oh, that's something to look forward to. Great. Well, in the meantime, let's play. We are Sex Bobomb.
1: As in from the Scott Pilgrim film. Scott Pilgrim vs. the world.
0: Yes. A film I. Highly recommend.
3: Mm. Mm.
2: You have one message. Message one. Oh, bonjour, this is John
1: Reno. I am lost on the streets of London. I do not like this city. It is uh, very cold and dark, and everyone is rude. Not like a gay Paris, where everyone is beautiful and smells of garlic and heat. Oh no, no,
3: <laughs>
0: I don't even know who this is. John Reno! <laughs> Who's
1: that? He's the French guy from Ronin! You know? No. Ronin! You've seen Ronin! <laughs> don't
3: forget! You haven't seen Ronin!
0: <laughs> this is better than the voicemail. God!
1: <laughs> no. You've
0: gone old Chris O'Dowd, mate. When Wait. did this happen?
1: Wait! Ronin. <laughs> That's the name of the film, isn't it? I think so. John Renault. Hang on. Wait. <laughs> All right. John Renault. French. Oh, him. What's the film called? Leon! What's Ronin? <laughs> he is in a film. There is a film called Ronin. Yeah, think it's got Tom Cruise in it, hasn't it? No. Mate, oh. He's in it. He's in a film called Le Chef. <laughs> Le Chef. Oh, God. Leon. You've seen Leon? I don't think I have. You haven't seen
3: Leon!
1: <laughs> Leon's a masterpiece. Is it? He's a baby little girl oh. who's... um. She's in Star Wars. She's Padme. Which one's she? Oh, Nicole. No, no, No. wait.
0: It's not Keira Knightley.
1: No, of course it's not. (laughs) Padme. (laughs) Who's she? She's really famous. (laughs) Is she played by? (laughs) Hang on. Wait, I need to describe this film to you. may
0: Natalie Portman
1: yes 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 baby Natalie Portman is a little girl and Leon is a retired assassin he has to protect her and all of these assassins are attacking a flat alright and he has to get her out and okay. it's really good is it you haven't seen it
0: <laughs> <laughs> and there we are that was it that was the end of our show
1: yep farts and all
0: yeah so uh next week oh, I keep saying next week next time, next time. Next time on Screen Bucket, uh, we'll be doing a Valentine's Day special.
1: Yes. Mm. Grab uh, your partners, um, get some chocks. I don't know, what are you doing? What are you meant to do on Valentine's Day?
0: Um, Feel really self-conscious about your relationship when looking at everyone else. Perfect. (laughs) Which will be... Replicating Exactly. Maybe. Uh yeah, so do check us out on Twitter at nor uh at screen underscore bucket and North Arts FM at North Arts Fm Yeah. Uh and yeah, keep in touch
3: for any more updates. Cool cheers guys. Alright, have fun.